0: TC Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, powered by Advantage Home Buyer. With
1: SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. The Trump administration's made great progress in securing peace and prosperity in the state of Israel. However, on the Salem Radio Network this week, Dr. Michael Oren, former ambassador from Israel to the U.S., expressed concerns about how Joe Biden's choice for a chief of staff might influence future U.S. policy there.
2: You know, there are all different
3: types of chief of staff. There's a chief of staff who worries about whether the light bulbs are screwed in right.
4: There's
5: a chief of staff that, that actually guides policy. Um, when I came into Washington, it was
1: Obama
3: Manuel, and he was not the guy who changed light bulbs. Some of the later uh, chiefs of staff, whose names aren't even remembered, uh, did not do policy the way he did.
1: When Joe Biden was vice president, the Obama administration made strides to normalize relations with Iran a country that promised to wipe Israel from the face of the earth. Some question whether a Biden administration would pursue that very same path. This is SRN News.
5: Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flatline with your host, Rick Hughes, every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flatline describes a main line of resistance in your soul built on God's word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation.
0: The Flatline with Rick Hughes, every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot.
3: Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be 35 and cloudy. We've partnered up with Thrive Farmers to give away their famous coffee, tea, and other great prizes, like mugs, t-shirts, hats, coffee grinders, and more. Register today at AM 1280, The Patriot. Click on Freedom Fan Club to register.
0: on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be
6: back in Minnesota
0: today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch
7: Bird.
0: Welcome back Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath
6: the right wing, the show that is now always and forever making talk radio great again. And by the way, whatever you'll say about the the fortunes of Donald Trump this week, this month, is, I I feel confident in saying, the beginning of the next great golden era of talk radio. If we are in the opposition, don't call it the resistance. Shut up. Do not appropriate that term. I cannot be clearer about this. But if we are the opposition, if we are the conservative renaissance, if we are the rebuilding of the GOP, of conservatism, of freedom in this country, where else are you going to go? Yeah, parlor. Yeah, me, But what other media? I mean, even Fox is moving to the left after Rupert Murdoch's son took over. Rupert Murdoch's son being, of course, a Democrat. Fox News is not a reliable conservative source anymore. Hannity Schmanity, no. And Rush Limbaugh, God bless him, and may he hold on as long as possible. But the prognosis is what it is with Rush. And my, a nation, a conservative nation, is praying for him every night, myself included. But the, 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 the future of conservatism is incubated right here on talk radio and, and so stay stay tuned to it past the word anyway and we need it because what we're up against is kind of scary in a sense and, and let me elaborate on that now I have said in fact I just said mere seconds ago don't be appropriating the rhetoric of an armed resistance to a genuine bloodthirsty dictator Donald Trump was not a fascist, he was not a tyrant, he was not a dictator. In fact, he, may, his Twitter feed notwithstanding, he probably was more hands-off on the wheels and levers of government and imposing those that power on the citizen than any president we've had since Ronald Reagan and before that since, I don't know, Calvin Coolidge. I mean, you... you maybe maybe since bill clinton in the sense that bill clinton had to do a quick two step to the right after 1994 give him credit for that donald trump didn't do a whole lot to to oppress the american people despite the left's rantings and ravings it's just not the case but some of the things that the other side is saying right now some of the things they're 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 talking about have to give you a little bit of pause if you do actually take the talk of of dictatorship, of tyranny, of the the erosion of freedom seriously. And I most certainly do. We had a couple of reminders this past week. Tide Pod Evita on Twitter this past week. That's, I'm sorry, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, on November 6th, right after the election, said, and I quote, Like, is totally anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or totally deny their complicity in the future? I foresee a decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, and photos in the future. That's not really how she sounds, but in my mind, that's the way she talks. And really, perception is reality, right? But point being, is anyone archiving tweets from Trump supporters? Let's go to Michael Simon tweeting on behalf of a group, well, a Twitter account calling itself the Trump Accountability Project. Um, And and it's, by the way, it's a website uh, going under TrumpAccountability.net. The Trump Accountability Project, uh, hashtag TrumpAC, Project, will be a permanent record of every staffer, appointee, donor, endorser, and enabler. Every enabler? Does that mean every voter, every talk show host that supported him? Ooh, Mike Gallagher, your name's going up on a list, uh, and, and he went on from there. I mean, he he basically is calling for, along with Tide Podavita, calling for a blacklist of Trump supporters. How about the New York Times token Republican, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Rubin? <clears throat> Jennifer Rubin, quoting her from Twitter this past uh, week, any uh, now promoting rejection of an election or calling not to follow the will of the voters or making baseless allegations of fraud should never serve at office, join a corporate board, or find a faculty position, or be accepted into, quote, polite, and quote, society. We have a list. We have a list? So, Let's make sure we're clear on this. When when Joe Biden says, I want unity. Well, it's time for unity. Time for us all to get together. You'll notice that when people on the left talk about unity, it has nothing to do with everyone getting together behind the American flag and moving forward to a bigger, better future. It means everyone they disagree with shutting up or getting cut up. It means... They are going to exile you from society, literally or figuratively. And and by the way, this is an ongoing factor of life. The, The Lincoln Project is a group of ostensible, quote, principal Republican never Trumpers, which... Okay, fair enough. So far, when they got started, I could say, okay, I could I could see that. Uh, Then you'll follow the money and you see they're basically all ties back to a bunch of uh, establishment center. Yeah, basically what they used to call neocons, who ended the cycle, by the way, by going all in for Biden, which means they're not principled Republicans. Shut up. This past week. They tweeted and I quote, here are two attorneys attempting to help Trump overturn the will of the Pennsylvania people. And they listed the names and phone numbers of a couple of lawyers who were working on Donald Trump's uh, election challenges in Pennsylvania. So and, and let's just go back to Jennifer Rubin, the token Republican, end quote, for The New York Times, saying we have a list They intend to hold your beliefs against you with any power they have. And make no mistake, as we've seen in this election, they have immense power. Even though many of us don't listen to or care for what they say, they do have immense power, and they're going to use it against you. Something that nobody can credibly accuse Donald, quote, literally Hitler, end quote, Trump, of doing. Who truly, who suffered anything For opposing Donald Trump. And by anything I mean other than having your sense of entitlement bruised. Literally nobody. But they are coming to shut you down. They are coming to shut us down. One way or the other. And so don't call yourselves the resistance. But we are most definitely the opposition. And we are both most definitely fighting. Let's go to St. Louis Park. Mark, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead.
3: Uh, Mitch, thanks for taking my call. Um, I was going to comment about the last segment. Get a couple issues that, that came up in the last couple weeks, but I find it ironic. Jennifer Rubin, a Jew, is calling for uh, we have a list in silencing opponents.
6: <laughs> yeah, uh, and,
3: I, and I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish, by the way. Yeah. So very, it, what an outrage! It Um, it is. And and by the way, I just
6: got to say, if I'm not Jewish, although people with the last name Berg assume I am for some reason. I don't know. But just the (laughs) the tone deafness and I've gotten the anti-Semitic death threats to prove it over the years. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there's some not very bright uh, opposition out there. But (laughs) I I would think the idea that someone like a Jennifer Rubin, a, quote, elite uh, journalist, end quote, uh, would be a little more self-aware uh, and aware of history than that. But again, as you point out, we're wrong on that. So carry on your point.
3: Oh, no, it's just frustrating. But the last couple of weeks on your show, a couple of subjects have been brought up. And if I may, um, I know Republicans, well, if we get the Senate and the House and blah, blah, blah. But Donald Trump was primarily elected. Majority of the people I know was, was for uh, his stance on immigration. And I don't think people realize how much power the president has through executive orders and non-enforcement when it comes to immigration. Yep. It's it, it's incalculable yep. as far as and as far as that's going to be that was the plum for the Democrats. And I give you into, uh, examples of what they're already doing as far as that. But I'll take too long on the show. But the second subject was so uh, it's a huge thing. I know if we get the Senate in the House, but Donald Trump didn't have the Democrat House and he could do a lot as far as securing borders. And keeping twenty thousand refugees being dumped on small towns, he didn't need the Congress. But the second thing is Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin will have to be the dumbest person in the country to change parties right now. He'll be the most powerful Democrat. He'll get whatever he wants for West Virginia from the Democrats if if he stays in that party, uh, even if it's fifty two forty eight, fifty one forty nine. Um, he'll have so much power as far as his vote goes, being in the dem- being on the Democratic side. I'd like your opinion on that, and I'll hang up and listen.
6: I think he's in a great position to make himself incredibly powerful and, and benefit West Virginia greatly. Let's be honest; that's the way the spoils system works uh, in, in Congress. Uh, he, if he were, if he, <laughs> you, you can bet your life that if Mitch McConnell comes to him offering uh, the opportunity to switch. It will be uh, after uh, an uh, offering of immense power, maybe chairmanship of the Energy Committee. I mean, something of immense importance to West Virginia, especially as they are facing an administration that is promising to shut down. What? Oh, yeah. West Virginia's major industry, coal mining. Uh, Yes, he he will. He'll be incredibly powerful either way. Who can who can make him the best offer? I mean, he will be making himself. Well, basically, the Colin Peterson of the Senate, if he stays in in uh, is, is stays in the Senate, in the Democratic Party, if he uh, swaps parties, I don't see you know, it. It must be a great time to be Joe Manchin right now. Let's go to Hopkins. Uh, Dan, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead.
2: Hey, Mitch. Great show, as always. Thank you. I got it. I got a little bit of a fiery battle with your dear friend and our fellow conservative, Brad Carlson, last Sunday. I don't know. Uh, maybe you touched upon that. Um, and I was just wondering, I was really shocked. And I know you're not going to be able to speak for Brad, who's a great guy. <clears throat> but he was totally comfortable from when, from when I gathered with uh, Trump losing the presidency because he said he was just tired, tired of Trump. And I thought, wait a minute, are you, are you tired because of the riots from the left? Are you tired because of the incestuous and incessant impeachment trials from the left. Um, so maybe you and Brad could get on the air and we could have a real intelligent dialogue about really the, the importance of a Donald Trump second term and what that means to the nation and the world. That is not uh, a bad really idea. Fine. That's not a he bad really idea. really fine with Trump losing.
6: Really? And, and him I, and his wife. Absolutely. Well, I will. Uh, maybe that would be a good idea. In fact, that may be the subject for... Uh, the first half hour of our upcoming uh, pop culture smackdown, which, by the way, I, I, those of who've been listening to the show know that once, sometimes twice a year, uh, Brad King Banyan, Ed Morrissey, uh, longtime former co-host of this broadcast, and myself will get together, usually sometime around the beginning of winter, usually after a big draining election when we're all tired of thinking of content. And have a show where we will take some aspect of pop culture history and go over our top three lists for whatever reason. Basically a gratuitous uh, attempt to basically kill an hour and have a lot of fun doing it. Now, with Brad joining us, we need to extend it to an hour and a half, which means we have to come up with something to talk about for a half hour. And, yeah, whether Trump might actually be a fine topic for that first half hour for uh, for that, for that upcoming broadcast, so Dan, I will take that under advisement and uh, move that up to the short list of topics for that first half hour here, because that's uh, certainly on a lot of people's minds and certainly a hot button subject for an awful lot of our my conservative and especially well Trump supporter friends, who will abide no babble about uh, Trump leaving office. So well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, go nowhere. Be right back.
7: ReliefFactor.com
0: Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit AM1280thepatriot.com today. Hey,
6: are you or your loved one a veteran? Perhaps you've served our community as an EMT, a firefighter, a cop, a nurse. And so we'd like to honor you and our country by having you on the air to recite the Pledge of Allegiance here on AM12A The Patriot. You can volunteer by calling Mike at 651-289-4418. Then listen in every weekday morning at 730 as a brave veteran or first responder leads us in pledging allegiance to our flag and country. The daily pledge made possible thanks to support from White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick, GMC, our good friends out there. I remember doing shows out there back in the day. Anyway. I, my uh, One of my kids was watching a movie, I remember this years ago, back when they lived at home, there was this movie they used to like called Beetlejuice, and the premise of the show was if you said a name three times, that person would appear, that entity, that, that the apparition would appear. So I figured, what the heck, it's worth a try. Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson. Nothing. Okay, maybe I aim a little farther down the, the food chain here. Brad Carlson, Brad Carlson, Brad Carlson.
4: Hey, it worked! My well, ears are burning a little bit here, yeah. <laughs> ears are burning a little bit, uh, that prior oh, segment, Mitch Burns. Oh, oh, do
6: tell, do tell. Your name was invoked in vain, uh, Brad Carlson. Actually, no, it was invoked uh in the past segment. Uh, Brad Carlson, You were uh, your your stance on President Trump was, well, called into question. Uh, and so you have called into to to set the proverbial record straight, uh, have at it, Brad.
4: Well, my only thing was uh, I, to clarify, yeah, I remember Dan's call vividly from last Sunday. Dan's a frequent caller and I always appreciate his contributions, yep. and I hope he continues to call despite the fact we had a, a disagreement. But what I, what basically I was trying to say, if I didn't, if I didn't phrase it properly, I certainly apologize. But for clarity, what I was saying is that Trump losing. Long term may not be the worst thing for the party, and what yep. I meant by that was look at the incredible gains they've made in the House. When we expected them to lose seats in the House, they made incredible gains with awesome candidates, uh, female candidates, uh, of whether it be of Cuban immigrants, uh, Korean immigrants. There was a, a black man, Burgess Everett or, for, or Burgess Owens, former Oakland Raiders Super Bowl champ, yep. who just won his seat in Utah. So the party is making gains with demographics that the Republican Party has not seen since Nixon in 1960. And so what my point was, we're in a good place right now as a party. Had Trump won re-election, and you made the point earlier, Mitch, the president's party typically does not do well in the midterms, particularly its second midterms. So what I envisioned was all of these great gains that the Republicans made would have gotten wiped out. Because of Trump, fairly or unfairly, that would have happened. And then it would have set up for 2024. And I just had visions of Barack Obama again when the backlash went against George W. Bush in the 06 midterms. And then it set it up for Obama when he for a minute he had a supermajority and Obamacare came down the pike. That's all. That's the only point I was making. But with Trump out of the way, the Republicans are in great shape in the 2022 midterms. And then that really draws the battle lines for the 2024 presidential race. And you can attest to this, Mitch. We have some phenomenal potential candidates to run for president in 2024. And I think that it would be better set up for us with Trump out of the way. That's all I was saying. I voted for him. Uh, was totally disappointed when he didn't win, but as I like to do, I like to look for the bright spot in our downfall, in our failure, if you will, and these are undeniable bright spots. That's it, the only point I was making to Dan.
6: Exactly. And by the way, I, I spoke about that last week. I wrote about it this past week. I mean, let's... If life deals you lemons, I mean, there's an the old saying, if life deals you lemons, find someone to whom life gave vodka and make a lo- vodka lemon drop. And, uh, and- live yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I- I- I'm trying to do that. I mean, I- again, uh, for- certainly certainly do not look forward to the promise of uh, four years of Kamala Harris as president. But there are some bright spots on the horizon. We did not lose. The presidency was not lost by 10 points. It was not an epic landslide. It was not 345 electoral votes. Uh, It it probably wasn't a majority of legitimate electoral votes, in my humble opinion. And we advanced rather than getting swept at the state level, the local level, state legislatures we picked up, the Minnesota state legislature we picked up. And you combine that with the fact that the Democrats, what do I say after 2018? They will overreach. They will absolutely overreach. They will And uh, they will try and swallow the whole pig, as they as grandma used to say, Uh, and and that will redound perhaps even worse than the normal first midterm to the Democrats disadvantage as Americans look and go, whoa. He did mean for a tax cut. Whoa, they do want to come for our guns. Whoa, the Green New Deal is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Holy cow. I mean, this, I mean the, the battle lines will be unmistakable. They won't be able to lie their way out of it. I mean, Joe Biden will have to have to say, okay, you've got a plan for COVID. What's your plan? Oh, shutting down the entire economy for six weeks. Do we want to do that again the next time there's a crisis? No, there's, there's some room for hope out there, Brad Carlson, even if, heaven forfend, Donald Trump uh, loses his court cases, loses his recounts, and returns to private life. to spend his money building a media empire that will help extend the anti-Democrat, anti-socialist brand. Have I spelled that out correctly, Brad Carlson?
4: yeah that's exactly right and and let's let's not forget there are there are even people who were not wild about trump who are saying okay trump lost but the republicans would be crazy to run away from his agenda because you could argue that a lot of the republicans that's got swept in during this uh this house uh these house elections were on the strength of donald trump's agenda which was appealing to hispanic communities and black communities jobs and education so absolutely he has left a lasting mark he has left a legacy one that we shouldn't run away from and i would argue if he starts if he also starts a political action committee one that could fortify those advantages that we're uh, gaining in the party no doubt about it
6: yeah no donald trump uh, had 26 percent of his voting share came from non-white voters that's yeah. uh, a record, the highest uh, non-white voter uh, total for a GOP presidential candidate since 1960. And when you do the numbers, 30, uh, 12, roughly 12. I had that
4: election stolen from me in 1960, Richburg, let me tell you.
6: <laughs> That's right. Well, well done. Uh, great Sid Hartman impression. And, um, no, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I mean, that. that Richard is the 37th president of the United States. By <laughs> well, done. All, all I can do is Marlon Brando. At any rate, Brad Carlson. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. And, and by the way, if the Republican Party is smart enough to be able to capitalize on their gains, having a 26 percent of its vote being from yeah. non-white communities. I mean, this has got to be terrifying to Democrats. No wonder you have people like Jennifer Rubin promising to keep lists and blacklists and start, I don't know, rolling those black Mariahs here another couple of months here after the inauguration day. Well, Brad Carlson, thanks for calling on the on the on the bright side. You have clarified your record and, and and certainly it's successfully so on the downside. You've wiped out the first two segments of our pop culture smackdown show coming up sometime in the next six weeks, and for that, for that, I'm going to have to do a little backpedaling. So it's a mixed blessing, like all such things, Brad Carlson. But thank you for calling in today.
2: Thanks, man.
6: Brad Good Carlson. To hear from him, as always. Likewise, Brad Carlson heard every Sunday from one to three here at AM twelve a. The Patriot. If you're not listening, you're officially not nearly well enough informed. Anyway, so uh, hope that uh, satisfied you with that answer, Dan. And I, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, again. You I, 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 I make the analogy that if you're in a ship that gets hit, hit by the iceberg, you can certainly hope and and work to keep the ship afloat and hope the ship stays afloat and realize correctly that having a floating ship is much better than the alternatives. But if the ship sinks, you got to have a plan B. The lifeboat, the life raft, the raft built of stuff you find around your cabin or around the cafeteria, you have to find something to float, and ideally, float in enough style to survive until rescue comes. That's a little darker than the situation we face, as Brad points out uh, correctly. And by the way, in in a fairly brilliant essay written by our mutual friend, and long time ago, guest on this broadcast, like fourteen years back, a fellow named Gary Miller, who used to write a, a fairly brilliant in its day conservative blog called uh, Truth versus the Machine, uh, much missed, much lamented in its passing. He pointed out that yeah, worst case, and this is the worst case, Trump loses the recount, Joe Biden, <laughs> Kamala Harris uh, gets inaugurated, we get two years. Of colossal overreach. We get two years of Green New Deal. We get two years of identity politics on turbocharger with the nox being pumped into the carburetor. Did I just say fuel injector with carburetors? I don't know. This is not a mechanics lesson. This is political science, here, folks. The Democrats will overreach. The American people, the smart ones, the ones listening to this broadcast, the ones who vote who provide about half of the votes, and I suspect probably a little more than a half of the living, non-duplicated votes in our society, will look and go, holy cow there, but for the grace of God go us, and turn out in colossal waves two years from now and sweep conservatives, not just Republicans, mind you, but conservatives to epic majorities in the House, in the Senate, and set the country up for a huge... Repost in four years. We'll come back to that when we return. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12, Aid The Patriot. Go nowhere. We will be right back.
1: Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? Does your doctor insist on giving you more medications, but your neuropathy is not improving? Stop masking the symptoms and get answers today by contacting Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. If you do nothing, you run the risk of suffering long-term complications like infections poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 86,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Health Center has helped hundreds of patients reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952 383
9: 8338 to schedule a full neuropathy workup with Dr. Knight. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB-accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-497-9632. 800-497-9632. 800-497-9632. That's 800-497-9632. Warning, warning, warning.
0: Be careful. Once you try a Patriot
5: Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger.
0: That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at rackshackbarbecue.com. Get
6: that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. yeah. Hey, don't forget. Oh, by the way, this is AM1280, The Patriot, and you're listening to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, in case you had forgotten. SalemNow.com is the best streaming platform in the universe, and it doesn't require a monthly fee. You can watch movies like Uncle Tom, Selfie Dad, No Safe Spaces, Patterns of Evidence series, all on demand. There's also Dennis Prager's The Holy Land Experience and Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. Plus, archive video from the War for America's Soul Tour, live music, and more. Go to SalemNow.com. That's what you'll be doing. It's what I do here on the air every weekend, and God willing, I'll keep doing it for another 16 years. So, even though you may observe, it's always warm here on AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. Brad mentioned the 2024 campaign. Uh, Let's be honest, the 2022 campaign is already off and underway, and we're seeing, by the way, I, I mean, we. Brad mentioned a couple of surprise winners for the U.S. Uh, house uh, races. Young Kim, uh, the Korean-American woman, uh, run won her race in California against all odds, and oh boy, big left is not happy, because as Berg's 11th law points out, there is literally nothing in the world the left hates more than one of, quote, their end quote candidates, uh, one of their I should say, one of their <clears throat> constituents, uh, black people, Latin Americans, uh, Asians, women, gays, any of them leaving the Democratic reservation and voting for a Republican and young Kim checks off two of those boxes. She's she's female, and she's Asian, Korean, actually. And, oh, boy, watching Twitter, watching social media as it became clear that Young Kim was going to win her race out in, uh, I think, uh, not Orange County, but one of the other uh, South uh, Los Angeles uh, districts, when it became clear that she was going to win, watching all of these woke conservatives who you could just bet your bottom dollar have those love lives here signs or in this house we believe dot 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 signs you just know they have them out in their yards but they're making jokes about well what if she becomes old just racist stupid jokes about her because she's a korean woman and a republican also good friend of this broadcast julia coleman who's uh it's pointed out is the daughter-in-law of uh, Senator Norm Coleman, but has been a friend of this broadcast, especially Brad's uh, broadcast, for years now, since uh, probably seven, eight years now, and a friend of mine and Brad's for for quite some time, backup singer on the Supreme Soviet of Love's album three years ago. I'll point that out. And uh, she's the youngest woman ever to serve in the Minnesota, uh, to be sworn in. What she is sworn in, she will be the youngest woman ever to serve in the Minnesota State Senate. And the comments... I tell you, if you're a Democrat out there, you might want to, especially if you're, I don't know, like Ryan Winkler or Melissa Hortman or any of the big leaders, you might want to, I don't know, go and call out some of your more depraved supporters because, holy free, holy, these people are nuts. Anyway, and kind of not in a fun way, kind of in a depraved way. I'd see to that, Ryan. Okay. Anyway, as Brad points up, we have the potential to leverage these these gains especially among non-white voters and turn this to our immense advantage because you're seeing and we've got some observations out there that young uh, black males young African Americans in general are realizing that life in a socialized America pretty much means staying put means that ambition and merit are stifled. And and this is particularly galling to Latino Americans. And and, and they came out, not just just the Cubans who came back to the GOP in huge numbers in Florida, epic numbers in Florida, but South Texas Mexican-Americans appear to have voted for Trump in numbers that have to be giving the DNC indigestion at night. And providing... Taking this opportunity, let's just say worse comes to worse, and and Donald Trump does not win, that Kamala Harris becomes the next real president of the United States. And let's be honest, the 2024 campaign begins, and there's a couple of candidates who are doing their best to begin it as we speak. Uh Florida Governor Ron DeSantis this past week drafted an anti-mob legislation uh, bill to expand already controversial stand-your-ground laws to allow people to shoot looters, according to one report. A draft of Governor Ron DeSantis' proposed bill expands the list of, quote, forcible felonies under Florida's self-defense law to include criminal mischief causing interruption or impairment of a business, according to the Miami Herald, which obtained a copy through a records request. It also specifically allows force against those looting which the draft defines as burglary within 500 feet of a violent or disorderly assembly. Now, you could say, oh, by the way, the Miami Herald misreported it. It's it's basically an, a, an expansion of the conditions that one could cite in, in claiming the justification to use lethal force. And... People on the left are going. Oh, you're going to let people kill people over property? Well, no, you're going to let people defend their property with reasonable lethal force uh, under certain circumstances, and those circumstances are still somewhat uh, limited by law. But the idea that you have people out there plinking away at peaceful protesters is completely absurd. But again, the democratic uh, media doesn't really care about telling the truth. They're they're looking for effect here, at any rate. The point, and it's irrelevant, because the point is the bill, the proposed bill, because, of course, the governor doesn't get to introduce bills. He's a governor, not a, a legislator. But the bill's target is not looters. Or, or as one particularly dim, uh, progressive commentator said yesterday, uh, it's there to, sh- it's to allow people to shoot black people, which is kind of odd from a progressive. It assumes that looters are black. That's weird. The people I saw looting the drugstore down the street from my house were white, college age and wearing all sorts of lefty wear. Uh, so I make no such assumption. Don't know why a, a, someone with impeccable progressive credentials would. Anyway, doesn't matter. The bill is not aimed at, uh, at, at sh- looters at all. The bill is aimed at Voters. To say here in Florida, we offer and that I, Governor Ron DeSantis, a governor whose stock as a executive has increased immensely in this last year, really, ever since he took office in, in his own upset win some time ago. He's aiming his <laughs> this bill is aimed at setting him up uh, and uh, distinguishing him in his run. Let's be honest, for the presidency. And I'm liking what I see as a conservative first and a Republican second. I'm liking what I see from Ron DeSantis, someone who uses science as a guide rather than a bludgeon. Someone who has done as capable a job of leading a large, densely populated state through the pandemic as anyone and vastly better than than Andrew Cuomo. I find great promise in Ron DeSantis running for office. Who else is setting themselves apart from the status quo and and arranging the chairs for a run in 2024? This is something I've been hoping for for a year and starting to see the, the, the tea leaves falling into place for this ever since the week before the election with some of the placement, with some of the travel, with some of the fundraising that's going on. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem announces yesterday that uh, she will not enforce a federal lockdown should President Harris, <laughs> I mean, President Biden, uh, attempt to lock down Because the president-elect, ha- whatever, has floated a nationwide lockdown and mask mandate in response to surging coronavirus cases. But um, Even if he follows through, it orders all Americans to stay home and cover their faces when in public, or in some cases, maybe even private. Governor Noem plans in public to stand up against the national mandate. She, like Governor Bergman in North Dakota, has aimed on the side of providing people with valid, useful, scientifically uh, derived information but leaving it to their personal responsibility to take care of themselves as an executive in a free society should oh that's going to get big left upset and in fact they are the media is doing its primary job running interference for the left the associated press is already trying to undercut christy Noam writing a piece uh yesterday uh earlier this week uh that saying basically that uh Well, I'll quote it here. Quote, it's unlikely much if any of the money she's raising will end up going to Trump because she's raising money for a Trump defense campaign, said Paul Ryan. uh, Paul S. Ryan, not that Paul Ryan, vice president of policy and litigation at Common Cause, a campaign finance watchdog. Wait, what? (laughs) Just a campaign finance watchdog? It's Common Cause. It's not one degree to the left of the Southern Poverty Law Center or of Alliance for a Better Minnesota or of Every Town for Gun Safety. It's, It's like media matters. Common Cause is a campaign finance watchdog that works for the left, as apparently is the Associated Press, because they do know better. They do know who's behind Common Cause. So the thing we talked about in the first segment way back when, uh, about the media saying it's time for us to change the mission of journalism from telling people the facts and giving people the the actual story that's where this uh this this is where it all comes in here folks this is where it's going. let's uh take a break here It's the northern alliance radio we'll get your phone calls we got a full bank of phone calls here unexpectedly as barack obama used to say uh so we'll we'll go to, we'll go back to them when we come back on the northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot
0: am 1280 the patriot look at all these options you can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the patriot Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com,
10: our free app, and radio.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start, SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or SalemCareerHub.com. Connecting you with new customers.
1: AM-1280, the Patriots Business Benefactor Program is back next week. For one week only, you'll have the opportunity to make a donation to a local charity and get 40 radio
0: ads for your business as our thank you. Keep listening for details on our Business Benefactor Program. AM 1280, The
6: Patriot. I'm Mitch Berg, by the way, and I've been one of those people who's kind of tried to stay out of this all. 2020 is the worst year in history thing. Partly because it's not. I mean, go look at 1942 or 1933 or 1916. But I will say, well, I'll answer this in the form of a question. What was one of those events that made me think 2020 really is looking good to end here at some point and that is yeah the 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 death of of Alex Trebek longtime host uh, really since uh, he's been hosting uh, Jeopardy since I was in college for crying out loud i mean he uh, he's been there forever by my standards uh passing away a week after Sean Connery which is ironic in the extreme since the Sean Connery, Alex Trebek feud between Daryl Hammond and, and uh, Will Farrell back in, oh gosh, was that really the 1990s? It's Probably about the last time Saturday Night Live was consistently funny. <laughs> anyway, sick transit gloria mundi, or I should say, what is a Latin phrase meaning thus past the glories of time? Uh, at any rate, oh, so much time. This has been such a busy show. I mean, that story I just read about Christy Noam. And Ron DeSantis, I planned to get to that by one thirty, And here it is, 10 minutes to go. And I got a full bank of phone callers. I want to get to that because I still have something I need to talk about here today. Uh, so let's do it. I'm going to take these calls really quick. So Pat, Minneapolis, go, go, go. You're on the air. Yeah, I, I, I applaud
3: your enthusiasm. But I'm a little um, discouraged about that turnout vote that you think that will be happening in two years. Frankly, I don't see it because even though we do have a, we don't have a president on the can on the ballot. So what would drive the turnout? Also, if you do turn out and have this tremendous voter turnaround, and then they count the votes like they're doing now. What's the point? You know, chattering teeth could win in uh, Betty McCollum.
6: Do not. You're exactly right. And in places like St. Paul, we may be too far gone for the time being. But don't be distur- discouraged. In fact, that's what they're trying to promote discouragement. They're trying to log roll you into staying home. Yes, it does look challenging. It absolutely does. But what's going to turn people out? The same thing that turned them out in 1994. When people thought Bill Clinton was going to roll uh, straight through the midterms and be able to uh, Im- implement Hillary care uh, all over us. And we see how well that turned out. What, what makes me think that, that, that we're going to pull it off again? Because we have to. The challenge is right there in front of us. The challenge is looming in front of us like the cliffs on Utah Beach. We have to do it. It is do or die time this next two years and the two years after that. Do or die for freedom. Dan, I don't normally yield you to do tennis matches on the air, but what the. You want to respond to Brad's response? Have at it.
0: Make it quick.
2: You know what? Thank you. I will be. Um, You know, I think it's really unfortunate. We can't have a next time. We can do this next time. So we know now's the time because with the Biden presidency, the level of corruption swept under the rug. And the increased unfairness and dishonesty in elections among a long litany, a list of other things that a presidency of Joe Biden would be so dangerous. Now is the time to fight. And when we get kind of complacent, we got to do what we can to support a president now. This is the president we need and we want. Yeah, we have to fight this time, Dan. You're right,
6: Dan. We have to fight this time and next time and every time. We have to fight for every vote. We have to fight for every race. We have to contest every race from dog catcher up to president every time. We have to take every race seriously. We have to turn the whole idea of talk show hosts like myself saying this is the most important race of your lifetime, into the cliche it is. Because if you take democracy seriously and you're up against people – Who, let's be honest, do not take self rule and the rights of man and the legacy of Western civilization seriously, then every election is the most important of your lifetime. Every election deserves to be fought like it's D Day. Every vote count deserves to be fought. Has to be fought like it's like it's storming ashore on Omaha Beach. It has to be. You're absolutely right. And if it happens this round doesn't go well, it's not complacent to say, okay, plan B, we got to move on and win the next battle. We lost Pearl Harbor. We won Midway. In between, there was a whole lot of shaking off the hurt, shaking off the ouch, shaking off the blood, and going on and, and figuring out what it took to win against long. what Pat pointed out in the previous call. are long odds indeed. And so it seems when you watch the Banana Republic spectacle going on in Philadelphia, in Detroit, in Minneapolis, in Hennepin County. Yes, we do. Not calling for complacency. Not saying I don't want desperately to see Joe Biden lose. Not saying I'm not going to do my bit to help if I can. I will stand up and be counted. But let's say worse comes to worse. There's always another fight, and we have to fight that one just as ferociously as we need to fight the count that you quite correctly point out. We need to fight for right now. Every vote, every ballot, every legal question has to get fought. You're absolutely right, because we only win the battle for the culture when we contest it, not just the culture, but for our electoral system, for our the, all of the benefits that Western civilization gives us. For all the things that we as Americans, real Americans, real American constitutionalist patriots know to be fact. You're right, Dan. We do have to fight And nobody is calling, least of all, Brad and I, for people to give up on the recount right now. Merely saying that there is a basis for which to launch a counterattack in two years if we have to. And let's not mince words we may have to. So if we have to, let's do it. Let's do it with spirit. Let's do it with style. Let's do it with panache. Let's do it in a way that builds on the good news we did get two weeks ago. Let's build on the news that even as they plan to measure the drapes in the White House, the facts that are giving the other guys indigestion, and And exploit those let's let's carry on the momentum we have with black and latino voters. Let's carry on the momentum we have in the vast swathes of America between the Hudson and the sierra madre let's <laughs> let let's fight all the battles we have to. You're absolutely right, Dan. This battle, the battle for the recount, the battle for every single legally cast ballot by a legally entitled voter has to be fought. No doubt about it and whatever the next battle is we've got to fight it just as seriously that's what i'm saying suspect that's what brad is saying and that's the, the 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 banner around which every last one of us every last one who believes as we believe needs to rally on this veterans day uh weekend the weekend after veterans day i have to say for all of, I, I i never say thank you for your service i never do not because i do not thank people for their service but because it seems trite And mawkish. I I think about the veterans in my own life. Um, In particular, my ex-father-in-law, who was in the Navy in World War II. He was on the USS Colette DD-730, for those of you who know your ships like any good North Dakotan does. Spent a year and a half aboard the Colette as a gunner's mate without setting foot on shore. Spent, as the movie said, the best years of his life at sea and uh, and spent a good chunk of it in the pacific fighting for our freedom and the freedom of hundreds of millions of people he never met he fought so that we have something to fight for so let us do exactly that thank you for tuning in god bless you all god bless america the fight continues right here
4: Is your pressure washer well-maintained and in safe working order? From the burner to the pump, a good pressure washer is designed to work well and be safe to operate. Worn hoses, scale buildup, and unloaders out of adjustment are all safety concerns. Give us a call today to find out what we can do for you. Buy local, buy quality. Visit AmericanPressure.com.
8: I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I am Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis and I am proud to defend
7: my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me.
3: I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world.
7: Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And
0: I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve the United States. And I am
8: proud to protect
0: our country.
3: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
5: AFReserve.com Happy Thanksgiving from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dedicated to serving over 500,000 homeowners. They want to thank you, Twin Cities, for 90 years of servicing your heating, ventilation, and air conditioning needs. This holiday season might look different. More time at home, less time traveling. So make sure your comfort needs are met for the entire family. Take advantage of this Thanksgiving special and save $1,000 or more on a new high-efficiency furnace. Ask about payment options or 0% financing. You can take comfort in knowing that Standard Heating has been serving Twin Cities homeowners since 1930. A family business and proud to be woman-owned and operated. Learn how you can save $1,000 or more on your new furnace at standardheating.com patriot. That's standardheating.com patriot. Thank you, Twin Cities, for trusting Standard Heating with your comfort and safety since 1930. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve.
8: Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com.